What's up, guys? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com. Coming to you today for the fourth part of my definitive guide to sales, how to service your clients. This is an important one, and this is the end of, of the series. If you haven't gone through parts one to three, I highly suggest you do. And the reason this is important is because not only if you're a salesman, but if you are running your own business, the way to keep clients is giving them the best possible service they can get. My goal whenever I was dealing with a client was to give them the best service of their life, meaning that anyone they deal with, whether it's the phone company or you know the supermarket that they go to, my service of them is going to be better than everyone else's. Anyone else they meet, anyone else they do business with, I'm giving them the absolute best service in their life. And if you service clients to that level or customers to that level, you will always be able to keep customers, guaranteed. I try and do that with my products too for RLD. I mean, if a customer reaches out to me, I will respond within 24 hours at the absolute most. And I will pretty much respond to anyone who's paid for one of my products about, you know, any little issue or any question they have because I want people to recommend my products and I want people to say Will is Will gives the best service and Will has the best products. And it was the same way when I was uh, selling as a living or selling for a living. So this is a super important sk skill to have in sales as well as a super important skill to have for your own business. And basically, I'm just going to break down for you the main rules that you need to follow to keep your customers and to service them properly. Number one, never break rapport. As I covered in part three, breaking rapport is the biggest sin in sales and just in life in general if you are building relationships, okay? A client can tell me the sky is black and I'm not gonna break rapport with him, right? And what I mean by breaking rapport is disagreeing with what he said or devaluing what he said. I, you know, he could tell me this guy's black and I'd be like, okay, that's an interesting thought, right? I'm, I will never say something like, no, you're, you're fucking crazy. This guy's obviously blue. What, what's wrong with you, right? That is the end of that client because they're in the power position and they know it and they want someone who is going to act in accordance with that. And your client has to like you. And if you break rapport, you break rapport with them, they're not going to like you. If you break rapport with them constantly, they're going to hate you. And that's a rule for any person anywhere. I don't care what anyone says. That is a rule, okay? No one likes being disagreed with. As long as their words don't affect my revenue, it doesn't matter what they said. Your, your job is just to serve them, and part of that service is to make them feel good. When they feel good, they're happy with your service. This extends to all business communications. Like if you're going to events and you're schmoozing and stuff like that, never break rapport. If you look at some of the other guys and, and a lot of bloggers will argue with each other or post shit about people on forums, you won't see me doing any of that, okay? Because it's just a waste of time and it's unproductive. Just stay in rapport and you will go so much farther in servicing your clients. Number two, know how to give a shit sandwich. Okay, this is the time where the only exception to breaking rapport is if 
the client doesn't know what they're talking about and they're trying to get a product or a service or something that doesn't exist or that's not possible. But you need to do it in an extremely delicate way to the point where it doesn't even seem like you're breaking rapport. Let me explain. Basically what a shit sandwich is, it's, it's good with bad in the middle. So good, bad, good. Or the shit in the middle, so to speak. So when I was selling ad space, for an example, I'd have a lot of clients who weren't very marketing savvy and they would they would think, you know, this invasive banner ad all over our site was the greatest thing in the world, but it was way too much for their budget. And I would say something like, hey, hey, John, terrific idea. You know, I think our readers would definitely love to see something like that, like that. but with that said, some people might find the banner ads invasive. In this case, you've, I mean, you've got a terrific ad and everyone would love it. Like, everyone thinks their ad is amazing and, and the greatest and everyone's just going to click on their ad a million times because it's the best. So I say, like, you know, it's, it's a terrific ad. I love it. I see the value. But unfortunately, I can't say that everyone would. You know, a lot of guys might have a knee-jerk reaction and quickly close the box even though it's terrific value in your product. And you guys have put together an incredible campaign. I just want to make sure that you get the eyeballs that you deserve. So here's an idea. What we could do is give you a site-wide banner with all the content from the pop-up. You know, not only that, you get maximum eyeballs. You're still going to get a lot of eyeballs, but it's a third of the price. So we can stretch that marketing dollar for you even further. You know, what do you think about something like that? So that's just an example. It's, It's sort of a rough example, but it gives you the idea. You give him praise on his great idea. Instead of saying, you know, you know, it's a dumb idea, you shift the blame onto someone else. You know, the potential customer wouldn't understand. And then you frame them as, as the potential customer is not being savvy enough to understand the, the idea. But you think it's terrific. You see the value. So instead of making the guy feel stupid, you make, him, you make him feel savvy. You lend him your approval and your authority. And you frame the situation as like an us or them instead of a me against him. You tell him you disagree in the same breath. But then you offer another option that's better for him and lets him save face. Okay, if you've lived in Asia, you know that disagreeing is is very much frowned upon and faces everything. So, you know, that's it's the same thing, right? You, you never want the guy to lose face. So you've been able to criticize in between two good things. It doesn't seem like he's losing face. And then at the end, you top it off with asking his opinion, what he thinks, you know, talking to him as if he's an authority. Nine times out of ten, the guy's going to love love the idea, right? That's how you give a shit sandwich. Number three, be competent. When you call your phone number or your phone company and you hear a voice on the other end, stumble over a simple greeting, can't speak English, how much confidence do you have in, in your problem being able to be solved that day and being able to solve, be, be able to be solved easily? fucking zero right you have no confidence that this guy's gonna handle your problem you're already pissed off because you have to call the phone company and something's wrong and you're like fuck i'm gonna have to talk to this guy for half an hour and he's gonna fuck it up guaranteed i'm gonna have to speak to three different people because he's not gonna be able to do anything i know with from five seconds of talking to the guy how competent he's gonna be you want to be the complete opposite of that you want your client to give you a call and you are on the ball you know, you answer on a ring or two. Hey, John, how's it going? What what can I do for you today? Right? You you convey authority. You convey confidence. You convey competence. You convey all these types of things. Like he calls you and maybe he's upset about something. You're selling insurance and there's a problem. He's like, okay, this guy, you know, I got the right guy. 
you know, this guy's going to be able to handle it. Okay. And, and everything he says, he has a problem. You're saying, okay, okay. I understand. I understand. Okay. Right. You're following along. You're actively listening. You are paying very good attention to what he's saying. Sometimes repeating it back to him. Okay. You are going to be the most competent person. Your goal should be the most, you're the most competent person that he talks to. Right. It's just like you want to give him the best service in his life. You also want to be the most competent person that he talks to in business. And even if he has a huge problem, he'll get off the phone and be like, man, that was way easier than I thought. That guy, Will, is on the fucking ball. And he could be talking about this at a party a month later and and saying, man, you know, I was in such a fucked up situation. But call this guy. You know, he handled it, you know, like a pro. This guy, Will, is amazing or whatever it is. Right. That's that's what you want to be. You want to be ultra competent. Number four, manage expectations. This is huge. There's so many good business out, businesses out there or guys who can offer value, but they burn their clients because they don't tell them what to expect. There's these PUA dating companies and they have good information, but they tell the guy, like, do you want to, okay, learn game, get any girl, get supermodels. You can go 10 for 10. When that's just not a reality. You got to work within your sexual market value. You got to work within your league. For my Tinder book, I tell guys, you got to be at least decent looking for this to work. You know, my book's called How to Get Laid on Tinder, how to get laid on Tinder.com. There's a shameless sales pitch for you. And on my sales page, I say, like, if you're overweight, don't buy the book. If you're Asian or Indian, think strongly about before you buy the book. Like, you'd have to be above average Asian or Indian guy because girls are racist. That's a fact. And you got to be decent looking for Tinder to work for you. If you're an ugly guy, it's not going to work. That's the reality. And I, and I feel completely confident in selling my book because, and that, that it will work for every guy who buys it because the guys who it won't work for shouldn't be buying it because I manage their expectations off the top. And I manage their expectations by saying, you can expect to get women. You can have sex with a lot of girls. I fucked 10 girls in five weeks off Tinder. I have the proof in the book. All, all the girls are, are broken down. So you see that I've done it, but you also see that the girls are in my league. You know, I'm 33. The girls are within 10 years of my age, and they're in my sexual market value league. And you can expect the same results, assuming you put in the same work, and, you, and you'll be able to get girls within your league. Okay? That's managing expectations. Not managing expectations is saying, this is the best book of all time on Tinder, and you can get any girl, and you're going to get... 10 girls in five weeks, just like me. And you can get all 10, 21-year-old 20 10s, right? That's bullshit. You got to give the guy what to expect up front. Otherwise, he's going to be pissed off and he's not going to burn. He's not going to um, buy your products anymore and he's going to badmouth you. So that's super important for servicing your clients and keeping your clients for a lifetime, which is what you should aim with every client is Every, every person who buys from you, sh- your aim should be to keep him for life, right? Because why not? Why Getting a client is the hardest thing to do in business. So why not put just as much effort into servicing your clients as you do in getting them, if not more? Number five, respond quickly. When I was in sales, I would make, to, make sure to respond to 
every client email within an hour at the most. Many times I would respond in minutes or seconds because I would have the Outlook desktop notifications. I can't emphasize enough how important this is if you want to keep your clients, especially if you're in an industry that's fast moving and they need stuff right away. On RLD on my website, um, I've dealt with a number of people to do, who are doing contract work for me who are self-employed, and I've been shocked at the response times of some guys. Taking days, or sometimes I had guys respond to me like a week later. You know, I'm reaching out for, to someone to do graphic design. They respond like a week later or three or four days later. That is unfucking un acceptable. That's horrendous. 24 hours is the maximum time frame to respond to a client or a potential business partner. The maximum. It's different if you have a customer-based business. Like, I have a customer business, so my customers buy like a $25 ebook, so they're not going to get the same service as someone who's, who's paying me $1,000 a month as a client. A customer generally buys a cheaper product, and a client is buying a service that's based around your relationship, and you're touching base with the person every three days or every week. So that guy's going to get a much faster response, but for the, for, you know, the customers and stuff, Within 24 hours, I, I will do it when I wake up. I respond to customers every single day when I wake up. And if it's an important thing, you know, like a refund or something, I will try and do that within a, a couple hours at the most. But it's really up to It depends on your industry, but respond as quick as you can. And 24 hours is the, okay, look, if you're, if you're a pro salesman and you're dealing with clients, 24 hours is not acceptable. You, you've got to respond within it at least three, four hours at the most by end of business. If, you're, if you've got like an online business and you have customers, you know, okay, 24 hours is all right. But for clients that are paying you a lot of money, gotta be by end of business that day at the latest, ideally within minutes or even better within seconds because they're not gonna keep paying you that money if you fuck around and waste their time. Number six, never leave your client hanging. Not only do you need to respond quickly, but you need to respond to every single communication your client or potential client is sending you, whether it's just a simple, excellent, or perfect, or will do, or message received. Never just leave them with the last communication. You should always have the last communication. Like, understood, okay? Or they say, looking forward to meeting you, and you, and you say, absolutely looking forward to meeting you as well, right? You never just let it go. And this is another area where I've been shocked again about dealing with people, guys who own small businesses online, who I'm contracting stuff out. They just leave you hanging there. So you don't know if this guy's received your message. You don't know what's going on. And for people who haven't been trained in sales training, it, you know, it, it took me a while to realize that there's a major gap between guys who have sales training and guys who don't. And guys who don't have sales training make major mistakes like that all the time. And, and you can't do that if you're serious about keeping your clients, okay? Always have the last word acknowledging whatever agreement you've made or conveying enthusiasm about that agreement, all right? Number seven, give more value than expected. Your client should not only be surprised with the level of service you provide, but also with the level of value you give. In ad sales, I was always going into meetings with my bosses and trying to get my clients free ads or access to editorials or profiles for their directors, anything that was going to make them happy. In my business now, RLD, I, when I wrote my books, I wanted to write the best possible book available in the world. 
My sex book, I think, is the best book available in the world. My Tinder book, I think, is the best book for getting laid online available today. And I read tons of them to make sure that that was the case. I want guys to go to go in buying an ebook, thinking like, okay, this sounds good, and to finish it being blown away, like, fuck, that was good. Like, that was an amazing ebook. And the bar isn't that high for ebooks. And I want to take the bar and I want to smash it and I want the guy to think, man, that was worth well more than what I paid for it. That's what I want. I want to give more value than expected. I want to give a ton of value away for free on my site. I want guys to be surprised and impressed every time they get something. The last thing you want to do is give less value than is expected. Because how are you going to keep a client when you give them less value than he wants? Or when he's disappointed. You can't. He's not going to buy from you again. And he's going to tell people your shit. And then how are you going to build a business around that, right? If if you want to be serious in business, you got to be pro from the get-go. You want to be the best at what you do. And your product should be the best in your industry. If it's, if it's not, make another product or do it again or, or do it better. You know, there's, there's no reason why if you own your own business, you shouldn't be putting out the absolute best products in the industry. Number eight, build a relationship. Okay, if you want to keep a client, it really helps when they like you. Many times their boss might want to switch providers, but when they when you have a relationship, they will advocate for you even if you're a more expensive company. They'll be like, no, 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 Will's great or John's great or whoever it is, and, and he's been taking good care of us and he's been getting us these free editorials and okay, you know, the other company's a bit cheaper, but these guys really take care of us, and anytime I have a problem, I can call Will, and he handles it. You know, it goes a long way to have someone like you. It also means that if they get fired or they quit or they go to another company, you stay in touch, you give them a call at the new company, and they, and, and they will bring, you'll be able to get their business at the new company, right? It really goes a long way. Um, in my business now, I don't touch base with my customers nearly as much because it can be seen as spam. Like if a guy buys from me, I'll send him a thank you email and I'll send him a list of my best articles. But I don't touch base too much because, you know, a lot of people might think that's spam. But if the guy gets in touch with me, I will respond to pretty much every question he has about the product. Even if it's, I've had guys with like, you know, seven or eight emails on a $25 ebook, I respond to all of them because I want that guy saying, Will's the best. Will, Will takes care of his clients if he tells even like five guys, that's made it worth my time, especially in the beginning. And I make sure to thank every reader from for a comment. I respond to every single comment on my website, every single comment on YouTube, every single tweet, every single email, everything. Because I want my guys to know that I care. And I want to show them the respect of responding to them and thanking them because I value them as a fucking customer and because they are paying for my life. And I want that to be very clear to every single person who's reading my site, that I am very grateful for people who are buying my stuff and I'm very grateful for my listeners and my readers. And I will do that till, you know, till the day I die in business, to as many as I can, because that's so important. And that's how you keep, uh, that's how you keep clients. All right, guys, so those are the eight points and if you've been with me this far, I want to thank you for following along in the series. You know, overall, you can. I suggest you check out the articles as well on RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com if you're not looking at them. This is a four-part guide on sales. You know, it's twenty thousand words. 
it's you know it could be an ebook but it's there for free and i want you to have it because it's so important and i want you to look at it and if you're looking to get into sales feel free to go through the articles and take notes and and take down what's going to be useful to you as well as if you're trying to tighten up your game for um for your own business i want to thank you as always for listening for reading for watching and as always i wish you all the best